Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the anime podcast that is recommended for topical use only, so get it out of your eyes. My name is Matt, and uh, we're doing a little bit of cool thing, and in this episode it is called uh, uh, gay baiting, but not really, but you know, whatever, it just goes that way sometimes. And I thought it would be, while Audrey is still away, and she will be back eventually. She's coming, guys, she's coming, just hold out for a minute, it's like the dragons from, you know, Game of Thrones, they're coming, guys! Uh, but while we're doing that, this is, of course, Pride Month, and, you know, obviously we do, at the Otaku Melancholy Podcast, we do like to be inclusive as much as we can, and we like to explore, you know, new anime, or not even new, this is from 2011, this is fucking, this is, this ain't newish, this ain't new at all, but we like to explore anime that maybe isn't, you know, talked about as much, and I didn't know about this anime until maybe like half a year ago, and I said, oh, okay, that sounds like it's gonna be interesting i don't know maybe uh but today's topic is wandering sun and since audrey isn't with me and if i just covered it alone it would seem like hella gay baiting i got me a person who knows a lot about this kind of things uh just go ahead and introduce yourself um i i am a sinful scientist i am a uh streamer i'm a vtuber on twitch i uh do art I do voice acting and stuff, all that good stuff. I honestly think it'd be more like trans baiting. Well, I mean, there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of, there's, there's, there, there, there are homosexual activities in this anime. There's a little bit of gayness. I mean, like, I thought that one of the guys, Mako, was gonna, you know, he was kind of like, I like my teacher, but, you know, whatever. But yeah, Wandering Sun released in 2011 in uh, winter 2011 alongside other such anime that you may or may not be familiar with like Madoka Magica and Korewa Zombie Desuka. Never heard of those two. What are you talking about? Wandering Sun was the, the most popular anime that came out that year. I was also going to say Freezing, you know, but... <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that one is. Yeah, you, I thought we watched Freezing. I mean, like, you and me, you know, just in the voice channel the other day, you know? thought we did was that. that was that the booby anime that was the booby anime where the one where the girl uh, got hit and her titties all flew out and you were like anime. yeah and you were like dang that must have been some flimsy ass bra yeah uh, we watched that forever ago yeah we watched that forever ago. i mean this is the totally this is like but this is only like our third time ever talking hanging out you know got to build up that uh lore oh yeah yeah we've never met before definitely not this is a VTuber, guys. Oh, I, got I a should VTuber also say, uh, um, I should put in my uh, my qualifications for this. I am a trans man, and I'm also quite gay-ish. I uh, like I like women some, but I prefer men. But yeah, my pronouns are he, him. Well, anyways, before <laughs> we dive in and talk about today's anime topic and exploring a little bit of other things like LGBTQIA anime that e- in manga, more so manga... <laughs> Simba, what you been doing? 
It's, it's actually uh, Sin. You can call me Sin, please. But it's short. Uh, I've shortened your name to there's Sin, no ba. S-N, and Ba. The Ba is short for Baca. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I, I, I definitely see why people listen in. It's great. It's good. It's a good, it's, it's a solid it's podcast. Great. It's, it's a great, great podcast. podcast. I actually great. really do enjoy this podcast. But uh, I, I've just been, I, I um, a couple months ago, I debut, uh, like, I, I started taking, like, my virgin uh, streams at Twitch um, as a VTuber, and that's been a lot of fun. I don't want to say debut because I technically haven't had a debut yet. That's, like, a word that's meant for, like, a big special occasion. I just kind of went live one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, i mostly been doing that. Got a new car. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I've been, I've been doing pretty good. The, the streaming stuff has taken up a lot of my time, a lot more than I thought it would, but it's been a lot of fun. I mean, you, yeah, you gotta, you, you, but I mean, I was watching a lot of your initial streams and you kind of bounced up in viewers really quickly. Oh yeah. And a part of that is because the community is just like really friendly. Like, um, if you're active in the community, and you've got friends who a already watch streams, b are streamers and stuff. It's a lot easier to build um like a viewership because they're just your friends, bro. Like um they interact with you in other chats, so they're like, "Well, yeah, I'm going to go check you out when you go live." It's kind of like, you know, like you support your friends and stuff. You got to go to your friends like dance recital, you know? Yeah, and it also and helps then, if, if your friends have a lot of uh, viewers too and you can just they just share you in there like, "All right, cool, whatever." Oh, yeah, and it's that's like the <laughs> honestly, I was really surprised because I've been in a lot of different like platforms online. I've been doing the internet since I was like eight, uh, so like 20 years now, and I've never found a platform that I really like clicked with as far as like community building and stuff. Like, a couple I found like a couple people, but like Twitch was surprisingly one of the ones I never expected to like find community in but i did almost immediately it's been really good for me Mm -hmm. and everybody's been like really accepting and like you know i haven't had to like fight anybody it's great well i mean like well i mean being honest as your friend i i hopped into your streams but i think your streams are kind of fun at least the echo ones are because that game is just absolutely is a horror game masquerading as a uh what are the stupid the dolphin folders I, oh, like a Lisa Frank dolphin full. Oh, or or like um uh like you know those those uh dolphin posters that you got at the Scholastic Book Fair that had dolphins swimming in space. Oh yeah, that's it's it's that kind of horror game. So, it is a horror it's a very game. Niche. It's it's a horror game in that the horror is like the anxiety that builds up in it definitely. I mean, no, no, literally the person who made the soundtrack got a synthesizer and just sat on it, sat on the, <laughs> sat on it and recorded it and said, I'm going to put this in the game. And then it, this uh, the dude, soundtrack is great. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> th- no, but you know what I mean? You'll be, we, when I, I've played it cause I originally, I played it and I said, why is this music like, dong Craig, you know what? Play some scary echo music in the background. And you will you will get a gist of why this game is scary. Meanwhile, every time mm-hmm. you even so much as graze a fish, you hear your your dolphin go. Yeah, no, and it, it lets out this horrible screech. It does utilize the worst sounds that the Sega Genesis chip had to offer. Yeah, um, it really does. And and it, and it's not even just that. You get to like you 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 start out just like dealing with sharks and 
puffer fish and stuff like that. And then you end up fighting uh, a giant alien that looks like a xenomorph. And you, yeah. and you know, you're not prepared for that because you're just, you signed up for dolphin adventures. Well, that's just the natural advancement of plot. You know, that's storytelling 101 right there is that you start with pufferfish and you end with the xenomorph from, from aliens. That's just, that's just natural storytelling. Obviously. I'm sorry that you didn't get that memo. Speaking of things like that, I'm um actually just got Subnautica and I plan to stream that pretty soon too. Oh, oh, big hell no to that. You'd be streaming alone. I played a little bit of Subnautica and I was uh, <laughs> uh very afraid. I uh, like I played uh, a little bit of it on um a separate account because I got I do a lot of my gaming on my Switch because it keeps some of the load off of my computer when I stream because I don't have the beefiest setup. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have to fight God itself just to get it to work sometimes. But, uh, uh, so I played on a little bit on a separate profile and I was like, oh boy, oh boy, you have to fight your oxygen, you gotta fight food, and me chasing after little fish and then getting a little too close to, to the bad fish, not fun. Mm-hmm. And then random noises because it's the ocean. You don't know if that, is that a good noise? Is that a bad noise? All noises are bad. All noises really are bad. But it's also a beautiful game, and I love the speculative biology in it, because, like, they really went ham with that shit. Like, they they put a lot into the speculative biology, and that's something I think is really cool. It's kind of like, um, you know, the future is wild, if you remember that, um... Uh, that series that came on, like, I don't know, what was it, like, Animal Planet or something, way back in the day? It's kind of like that. It's like thinking about how different life forms would act and interact with each other and, like, the different ways things would develop. It's really cool to me. No. Well, speaking of things that are really cool to me, I'm going to give my little bit of a check-in. I, I don't know if I did it last episode outside of mostly apologizing that we hadn't made any new episodes in like a month. But as far as what I have been doing, I have been trying to catch up on my seasonal stuff because we got a seasonal episode coming up because I cannot break the shackles of wanting to see that viewer count go up. And for <laughs> some and seasonals seasonals are like our seasonals do it and it's kind of like an orgasm. It happens and then all you do is clean up and that's basically what it is. But anyways, no, seasonals are fun. I'm doing them. And so we're uh, covering seasonals once again. So I'm trying to catch up on all my seasonal anime. And while what's, I'm doing what's that, what's good this season? Your boy Kong Ming. Uh, uh, you're gonna have to be a little more specific for me. Your boy Kong Ming. That's the name of the anime. Oh. <laughs> that's literally the name of the anime. It's about a uh, a commander from the uh, warring states periods or the war you know the the dynasty warriors time period of china and he comes into the future into the dance scene of uh shinjuku i think oh and he basically acts as a manager for this um aspiring uh this aspiring singer and it's oh, really that, fun that makes sense i i knew i i knew i recognized the name um because in princess jellyfish one of the characters is like a big nut about uh you know, like that particular period yeah, in time. The romance and like, of three Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like uh that's like one of the ones that she talks about constantly. 
Yeah, he's. I think he's. I don't know anything about it, but I do think he's like one of the most popular, like popular characters or popular characters. He was a real person, Matt. <laughs> character. All that. But all that history. Fake. Everybody knows this is fake. My favorite character from the Revolutionary War is Samuel Adams because my head canon <laughs> is that he went to go on and make beer afterwards. Yeah. And- listen. Listen. You make jokes, but isn't that what like Hamlet? Uh, no, not what Hamlet. Fuck. <laughs> what fucking Hamilton is? <laughs> I don't know. I they mean, just yes. like they literally took uh, historical characters, and now people are like, "Yeah, th- Thomas Jefferson in the Miku Binder." Oh my gosh! I don't. Uh, I don't know how to explain that to you. If you don't know about Thomas Jefferson in the Miku Binder, g- good for you. You survived the internet. You avoided that. Well. And your boy Kong Ming, Spy Family, that's obviously, you know, still Oh, yeah, the, Spy Family I've heard a lot of good things about. It's really fun. And uh, Love After World Domination. You would get into that one. That's a tokusatsu love story. Oh? Yeah, main, uh, a to- the Red the red Ranger and uh, falls in love with uh, an evil, evil, I don't know what, to, I don't know what the Power Rangers equivalent is, but basically falls in love with the evil side and they have to meet in the middle it's 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 pretty fun it's not it's not revolutionary but it's pretty fun is it is it straight or gay it's what i'm talking about it do you think it's gay maybe it could be gay i like sasaki miyano and outside of that i've been on my big rumiko takahashi kick i'm currently like in volume 17 of inuyasha out of 58 oh I'm actually doing, uh, I, it might come out, I wouldn't say next month because I'm always, uh, I always push things off for myself indefinitely, but I've been recording and doing a lot of information to try and like build this little bit of a documentary series on uh, the princess of manga and kind of just get that story out because I really find her fascinating just because she puts a lot of um, her life out there in her manga or at ah. least little, little story mangas like about how she Is never it, throws away books. Are you thinking maybe like a video essay or... Maybe a video essay. I've been trying to edit, do a little bit of video editing, but honestly, I'm, I'm more. Like, what if do- you, if you became a video essay bitch? That'd be pretty cool. I love video essays. So well, then I'll have to get my PNG carry, uh, my PNG anime sona yeah, of me crossing to- my arm. No, no, no. It's required for video essays nowadays. I have to have a crossing. That's only arm. on the right. Oh, I see. And further updates in my life, not really a whole lot is going on. Mostly just manga reading, watching some anime, uh, playing some Okami, but I kind of slowed down on that. Which Okami? The first, the only, the first one? I said, I meant Okami, if I meant Okami Den, I'd say Okami Den. <laughs> but, but which no, version? The Switch one! Okay, on Switch. Cool, 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 cool. It's on the PS4. Literally, we are. It's on the PS4. I don't play games on my PS4 anymore. My PS4 is an anime stream machine, and that's it. Did you get a PS5? No. Did did Sony send you one of those links where they they give you the opportunity to buy a PS5? (laughs) Not to win, to buy. Because that is the real prize, is being able to buy one. Yeah, I, I did actually see a link like that in my email, and I said, I don't want a PS5, and then I thought about it, and I said, I kind of do, but... 
they sent me one and it was like two days uh, from when I got the email and I was not going to get paid. And I was like, what kind of what kind of uh, last minute notice? You know how much a PS5 is, Sony? You must. You must know. I, you must know. I can't buy a PS5 on such short notice. You silly Billy. I appreciate the offer. I just, I just, just throw it on that PayPal. Bada bing, bada boom. That's what I do with all these Sailor Moon shoes oh, coming from PayPal Vans. credit. PayPal credit won't talk to me anymore. Well, that's that. that that's what happens when you just when you do pay, what you pay do. Pay your credit card bills. I mean, Gosh, but yeah, this you're gonna end this, up like me. Those Sailor Moon Vans, though, I got like three pairs of them. I I don't even. Uh, I'm I, not I, even I, going to wear two of them. I just. Really am really scared that once they're gone away, I'll always want them and look at people who wear them and be like, I could have been, that could have been me. I saw a video where this guy, uh, his his girlfriend sent him to get the Sailor Moon Vans and he came back and he's like, oh, they didn't, they didn't have any. And then he's like, but I, I got you something else as a consolation. And he had bought every single pair of Sailor Moon Vans. Good Lord. Yeah, and she was sobbing in the driveway, and I was like, bro, me too, dude, me too. I I didn't even know about the Sailor Moon vans until I saw that video, and I was like, what the fuck? I never known about nothing. Well, speaking of knowing about nothing, that'll slide us right on in to our topic. Uh, Clumsy segue. Here we go. Here we go. Another (laughs) ballin'-ass segue by me. Wandering Sun, as I said, released in winter 2011 by Studio AIC Classic, who you may know from Wandering Sun. That is the only thing I see they've done that's relevant to me. What is is Kotaru-san? That looks like... Oh, they did that? Yeah, they did that. Do you know it? No. Don't. Maybe. You don't. You don't. There's five girls on the cover. You don't know anything about that. You never know. It depends what it's about. Yeah, absolutely not. Anyways, they... I guess they're dead. They put out seven anime they and died? said, that's it for us. Great job. Anyways, quick synopsis. There is a character. His name is Nitori. Shuichi Nitori. And... They, I've got to use they because I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> they say, you know what? I'm really pretty. And they say, you know what? I want to be a girl. And I'm going to be a girl. And then and everyone. So around- now we should transition to she pronouns. And then she says, I'm going to be a girl. And then everyone says, you're really pretty, but don't dress up like a girl. Well, which is well, <laughs> which is what the lesson was for me. Don't be yourself. No, I feel like the synopsis is more of like it. It's a it's a it's a weird coming to age anime about uh, that circles around a group of friends, specifically one trans girl. Um, The group of friends also happens to include another trans girl uh, and a trans boy. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like coming together and like figuring out gender in this time, because this is like uh, these kids are like in middle school. Like they're they're real young, and it's about yeah. the struggles of finding yourself and like you know uh, fighting against like how people view you and like the urge to fit in and also present yourself as your true and authentic self. 
Well, there's a lot of there's a lot to it. It's a coming of age while coming of age while coming of age. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in it for sure. There is really a lot going on in it, but at the same time, one of the things that like actually critiquing the anime, I binged this, and I say I binged this, but I watched eight episodes and then four episodes, and took a little break. I thought to myself while I was watching this, I should be watching this at two times speed because this is really slow. But that is not a bad thing. The anime does drag, but here's the thing is that um, I feel like with some of the subjects that they're touching on, like, especially early on, like, uh... The, the way that they take their time to really let the characters, like, show emotion and stuff. And, like, uh, with the first couple of episodes, uh, the they were storyboarded by, like, the same person. And, like, there's, like, some heavy, like, some really good storyboarding, like, that's going on that's, like, um, like metaphorizing, like, um, separation between people, you know? Right. And, like, how they feel. Like, there's a wall between them and stuff. Like, there's a lot of really good stuff in it. And it's definitely not... It's definitely not a fast-moving action. And it's definitely not, like, a fun and jaunty uh, slice of life. It is definitely a piece that's meant to make you feel every single emotion as it, like, wrenches through your body. Yeah. Especially if you can relate to it. Holy crap, this anime. If you can relate to the trans experience, this anime will really... Oh, I, you know, going through the trans experience is tiring, but watching someone else go through it is even more tiring sometimes because you're just like, oh, oh, God. Oh, well, that's rough, buddy. I know how that is. Oh. Well, I would like to, as somebody who is very cis, very straight, very me, uh, I would like to say that even if you are not undergoing, if you're not involved in the sort of trans experience and you're just a person, there is a relatability in that sort of accepting your identity. Oh, and yeah. I'm not obviously trying to detract from the statement of that it is a, you know, a LGBTQIA positive message. I'm just saying that as a person who isn't in that sort of ballpark, who isn't playing that ball, who is not yeah. trying to hatch that egg. I am yeah. saying that it kind of came to me that Shuichi and Nitori's story in particular about expressing yourself and about letting others see you can also really resonate with people who have, you know, who kind of don't want to maybe merge their work life and hobby life together. That's the takeaway I kind of got from it because well, that, that that's just how it relates to me. I just feel like I don't know what is the struggle. I don't know anything about that, but I do identify with Shuichi's, uh, or with Nitori's just struggle to sort of express themselves in a comfortable way because, uh, one of the aspects that I don't, there's, I, I felt really, um, that kind of scared me the most was when, and obviously light spoilers, but this is a slice of life. What can I spoil for you that is really going to ruin the story for you? But when Nitori finally takes that step to express themselves, I was so scared. Like, yeah, very frightened for them. And then everything went south. Yeah. And I said, uh-oh, not yeah. good. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that I was going to say is like the important thing that this anime does is that it is not only relatable to someone who has this very like specific 
uh, experience, it opens it up and it makes it easily relatable to just about anyone. And that's the, that's what we honestly need from uh, media like this is because like a lot of people see trans people like I could never relate to that situation. I can't understand that. But in a lot of ways, the things that we go through, like social anxieties, not knowing how to be ourselves, worrying if what we're performing is just for the benefit of others and not for the benefit of ourselves is stuff that other people go through. We're not that different. It's just that the subject of it is different. But, you know, stuff like this really helps because it 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 becomes so relatable and you can feel that anxiety and that pain for these characters, which mm-hmm. is like what we need the most right now is like people to understand where we're coming from because a lot of the stuff is like people are just like they don't get it. And so since they don't get it, they look at it with a more narrow mind view. But this anime really like it really bridged the gap and said this isn't such a foreign concept. These problems that we're going through, the pains that we're going through, it's just different. Like the reason like girls feel anxiety about uh, puberty the same way boys do. But they don't go through the same puberty, you know, just how trans people go through the same anxieties, but different. Hmm. If you can relate to the anxieties and the ostracization and like all that kind of stuff. But it's and it's about like humanizing the trans person, you know, which I felt that this anime did really well. Um, she, yeah. her, her struggle, like I'm not a trans girl, I'm a trans boy. And so my struggles are different from shoes. She goes through things completely different, but I can, like, sympathize with her because I am trans. But also I can sympathize with her because I'm a human being. And, like, a lot of the stuff that she's going through is stuff that a lot of people go through. It's just you you don't have it in that framing because people, you know, just they don't get to see us that often. Well, I was about to say, there's literally a trans man in the Takasatsu, Takasutsu, Takatsuki. Oh my god, what is his name? It's Takatsuki. Takatsuki, yeah, yeah, yeah. Takatsuki, you what, know. And the thing, the thing about Takatsuki is he's he takes kind of like a backseat in the in the anime, just a little bit, just a little bit. But Takatsuki there's, there's is a, Takatsuki is not in the backseat. Takatsuki eventually gets thrown in the trunk, and it's just goodbye, yeah, Takatsuki. You are not part of the story anymore. Honestly, that kind of that kind of gets to like how it is for trans men sometimes. It's like the moment that uh, you stop uh, being visibly trans, people just forget about your existence entirely. Well, and I that mean, that comes that's... with that comes with like uh, how people view us in general. Like the moment that a trans man stops uh, like being seen as visibly trans, people will forget to include him in the conversation entirely. And a part of that's because of how negatively people view uh, trans women. And just because of how the process works, too, is trans women will always be slightly more visible than trans men. And that's not a bad or a good thing. Well, that's what I was going to say is this kind of the, the, the little bit of the message that the anime does lean into is that um, uh, best girl, I forget her name, Chi, when Chi shows up in a, just in a, in, a, in a male uniform, everyone goes, oh, that person's weird, but they don't go like, bully them, get them out yeah. of this place. But yeah, that's a, yeah, and that's the thing is like, uh, it's not... <laughs> it's not seen as like too terribly strange for a girl to wear 
boys' clothing, so people don't pay too much attention to it. But at the same time, they also don't take it very seriously. They're just like, if you see someone that you thought to be a girl presenting as a boy, most people just go, well, yeah, but they're just wearing boys' clothing. But it's a completely different thing when people see someone you once thought to be a boy presenting as a female because people are like, well, that's not normal, so something else is going on here. Even well, though it can be the same situation completely. Well, that's kind of what I thought the the show was kind of at least trying to make a little bit of a message of was a little bit of the hypocrisy of that um, that sort of viewpoint. Takatsuki does just show up, and it in a uh, in a tie, and they go, "Oh, okay, cool, whatever." But just the moment that someone, and even previous to that point. Uh, Notorious constantly remarked as you're so cute you're so cute you should you'd be great as a girl haha ha, girl but then it when it happens everyone just goes hmm hmm and that and that's another thing is there's another character that uh in the manga we know is is trans but in the anime she never really gets to come out which is um uh Mak- uh I think it's Mako Mako yeah 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 uh and her whole thing is that she when she does the same things, she isn't praised like uh, like Shu slash Nitori is. Uh, she gets kind of told, you know, that she looks silly, you know, because she isn't as cute as Shu. And it kind of brings that, that kind of hypocrisy of, like, um, people only praise you for, like, being your true authentic self if you fit into... A certain box if you're cute if you're skinny if you're like very feminine on your own and like Nitori is uh not Nitori um Mako is is feminine in her own way uh but she's just like she's not like Shu she has thicker eyebrows she has skin problems um and you know and she's a little bit heavier set like not much because it's anime and like body types really exist on a tiny sliding scale, especially in the time period this came out. Uh, but she isn't taken as seriously, uh, and she isn't as praised as Shu because people only are interested in Shu being a girl for their own like satisfaction, like their own like because they they see her like a dress up doll. Mm-hmm. And a lot of characters treat her like that throughout the series. Um, like uh, one of Shu's friends uh, literally is really only interested in using her as like a doll. And um, there is a, a character in there. I can't remember his name. Uh, his name starts with a D or something like that. Doi. Doi, yeah. That's Helga Pataki's he, favorite character, Doi. Yeah, um, <laughs> he uh, kind of symbolizes like chaser culture where it's like uh, he wants you to be a girl only for his own enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants it because he has an interest in it. He doesn't care how Shu feels about it. He knows that Shu wants to be a girl, but he doesn't care about how comfortable she is when she and like if she's ready to present at first at least. You know? Oh, no, Doi is uh, Doi is the worst worst character in the show because I wouldn't, I wouldn't say necessarily the worst. There are yeah, definitely I, worst uh, characters. The, the, literally like the worst character. Sister. I am here to make bold statements. Doi, the moment I said I saw Doi, I said I bet there is I bet there is an NTR NTR. Uh, an NTR dojin with you in it. You've got, you've got, you've got, you've got a country boy bangs, dude. 
You got fluffy I'm, ass. I don't know he, about all that. It's I am children. never. Look at the dude. Look at his bangs and tell me that you can't see yeah, that no, no, dude no, no, in the no, parking no. lot of the Walmart. But, but the thing is, is like uh, there are there are lots of characters with bad flaws, and that's the thing is like uh, if you look at the way and and just look at him for like face value of him trying to encourage you to go to school dressed as a girl. Uh, e- even though we know Shu wants to, like people might think, oh yeah, well that's nice. That's just him encouraging. I mean, it's not like he's uh, bullying her or anything, but at the same time, he's not exactly humanizing her. Well, and it, and then there's other characters that are just d- are not I- my favorite. Like Maho, Maho is um, is Shu's uh, sister, and she is incredibly jealous of how cute Shu is and she does not like the idea of Shu being a girl because that would mean uh, competition for her. Ah, uh, I don't. And like to the point where in like the first episode she attacks Shu and tries to rip the clothes off of her. Well, I, I saw that more of just her being like, you you go in and you have this expectations for your family member and they're doing that and you go, hey, stop that, that's mine. I never saw Maho as being jealous. In fact, I didn't really care about, Ma- you could take Maho's story and it doesn't really affect this overall, I don't like, I don't think if you removed her thing- B plots, it doesn't really affect too much. It affects Shu though. That's the important part is, is how she and how she acts affects Shu. Because, like, how your family reacts can, like, basically put you on the knife's edge on whether or not you're going to do something horrible to yourself. Well, my point is, is that, yeah, that's a factor, but Maho critiquing this as an anime and not as a character dissection of every single factor that goes into it, I'm just saying that what Maho did for the anime didn't particularly matter to me because again like her fam like uh Nitori's family literally when I saw the name Wandering Sun I had a different expectation for this anime like I thought it was going to be more of a uh I thought it was going to be more of an after effect you know sort of like this is a trans person living by themselves because I try to do no research when I go into these just because uh otherwise I'm going to have expectations and that'll that may or may not ruin them and so I thought that this is going to be more of a story of a person who had been kicked out. But literally, their dad is just, I'm drinking a beer. And so what I'm saying is that Maho just, I hated her. That's what I'm saying. There you go. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, yeah, she's a she's a horrible character. That's what I was trying to say, is that she, she is one of the worst characters in there. Uh, she is not a good person. Like, jealousy does not accuse, like, anything, uh, it does not excuse anything she does. Like, nothing excuses what she does. I just, I was just saying, like, uh, there are some horrible characters in there, and Maho definitely is one of them. Well, Maho, like, I'm, I, my thing is that Maho is one of the worst characters, and, but she is also, I just didn't like her, and I didn't like her B-plots. Whenever it involved her... And her um, her model friends, I thought that was going to be a completely irrelevant story until Anna shows up and I said, hello, Anna, I, get re- get out of the story. And then Anna became a big part of the story towards the end. And I said, this is neat, I, 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 I guess. And then, <laughs> and then Anna was like, you're a great <laughs> was like, uh, did bad things to shoot. And I said, oh, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't like this at all. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, Anna has, like, Anna's an uh, interesting character, too. She's just got, like, a lot going on. But, like, I I think Anna was coming from a good place in a lot of the things that she did. And that's the problem is that a lot of people try to come from good places. Well, a lot of these characters also kind of, as you were saying earlier, kind of treat some of uh, what, she, what she does as a novelty more so than an identity. Yeah. And they don't, they treat it. And that's kind of something that... At some point, I thought maybe because I watched this, I found this in my backyard uh, because I don't do anything illegal. I just found the copy of this anime in my backyard, and I kind of thought that the subtitles never really progressed like Shu's feelings correctly. You under, you know, like there's a there's a sort of a bridge between translation and localization that if the bridge isn't built correctly, you can tell something's off and. I I don't know if it's just me not comprehending, but I never under I never really um I never thought that she portrayed herself uh like I never thought she actually had that hard moment where she said what she was you know I maybe maybe I, I, I just understand that. that but the thing is is that uh yeah, and I I I. I watched this um, a while ago, and I remember when I first watched it being frustrated by the fact that they, uh, the the trans characters weren't openly trans the entire time, but it's not, it's not about living as trans, and it's about discovering yourself as trans, and that's kind of the thing that she's going through. She wasn't 100% sure either. Yeah. And, I, and, it, and it's, it's, it's really hard, because, like, you know, Especially at that age, I didn't know anything about myself. And to some people, it might be obvious. And hell, as the watchers, we know. Because we already know. Like, we came into this anime, like, slightly knowing what it was about. Nah, but I, I literally even, thought this was going to be about a, a wandering sun, a wandering trans person. That's what I thought it well, was. But you knew it was about a trans person. <laughs> I mean, I knew that, but I thought it was going to be like a samurai film of here, this wandering the, trans person <laughs> fixing problems. And I was like, oh, that's a vibe. N- no. <laughs> they're middle schoolers, and they're just finding themselves... And they found that they were trans. And that's, it's honestly, it's honestly like, even when you have the first inklings, it's hard. It's super hard to even know for yourself because you have so many questions. And you don't always have people that you can, you know, talk to. And that's like a good, like there's another character, obviously, and you know this, um, named uh, Yuki, who is an older trans woman. And... She kind of works as a mirror to Shu's story. She didn't have anyone mm-hmm. at all until she like became an adult. She didn't have a single person that could relate to her that she could talk to about these things. Mm-hmm. Whereas Shu has people that can relate to her and, you know, that she can talk to. Maybe not always the best people, but people that are willing to try. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's I'm rambling here. But it's 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 super hard, even then, to know for sure, mm-hmm. like what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. Like for me, uh, particularly, it it 
I would ask so many people who weren't even the best people to ask, like, constantly, like, to validate my experiences because I just wasn't sure. Like, what if you're wrong, you know? This is a big thing to surmise about yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you find that you are trans, it's going to change how everyone views you. Because if you decide to live your life, you're never going to be seen as normal again. And it's so hard because, especially at that age, they don't talk about being trans in, like, sex ed. They don't have dramas about being trans. I mean, technically, this is a drama about being trans. But, like, imagine your shoe in this case. They don't really have stuff like that. And in Japan, they have a lot of trans representation but in very, like, not uh, humanized ways. Like, the trans people are seen as a spectacle. And, like, trans people were brought on variety shows constantly at the same time that it was illegal to uh, get sex change operations, like, to, to, like, get any gender confirmation surgeries. Like, it was illegal until 1996. Well, to butt butt in on that and actually uh, talk about, you know, how you were talking about um, people being performance, the performance of trans, uh, like, trans people, sort of treating them like they're drag performers. Yeah. Uh, That's a lot of what my experience of, like, trans people come from is, you know, the characters that are sort of like, uh, like Haruhi's dad, or Haruhi's, uh, you know, from Oron. (laughs) Haruhi's parent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that 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 kind of thing where it's you know like what's going on here? You're you're you are you a drag like you say you're a drag queen, but at the same time you you don't. And then there's other characters that are sort of in that same vein, like Hana from Tokyo Godfathers, where it's kind of that they they kind of treat it like it's a drag performance and it's one of those things where it's difficult to discern is that part of their personal identity or not because. It's still one of those things, like, back when Oron was airing, you know, and we saw, you know, how uh, Haruhi's parent, it was, oh, look at them, so flamboyant. How how fun. How whimsical. In- insert slur here. <laughs> insert Oh, gosh. That's right. The dub has some, has calls, the dub has some bad slurs the, the, in it, doesn't it? The dub it? slaps the T-slur right on there. Did like side little tangent. It's from my two favorite characters. Side <laughs> side tangent. Dubs from like the nineties and nineties are pretty wild because there was one I was watching oh, at one point that just yeah. dropped a hard R, and I was like, "Oh boy!" No, <laughs> like, oh man. But wait, that, um, R at the end of the word or R at the beginning of the word? At the beginning of the word. Okay, I was like, how do they get a... Uh, both are bad. Both are bad, but the other one is like, no way this aired. I, I mean, like, no. I, I, I wasn't saying that I was watching something like Inuyasha and that, <laughs> and that Inuyasha they saw a black the person. with the R, hard R, no. <laughs> no, I was like, Inuyasha didn't see a black person to go, what's this... <laughs> What's he doing here? I don't know nobody like that. I would have been like, oh boy, oh uh, man. No. Talk yeah, no. about a different time period. Holy shit. No, I'm just talking about like them calling, asking characters if they're like, you know, well, stupid. You know the, cr- the crazy thing about about Wandering Sun is that it came out literally just a couple years after Oran. Well, Oran was like in 2006, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It this came, came out, out five 2011. years later. This is the difference between a five-year-old and a zero-year-old. You can hey. throw a five-year-old and they might live. You throw a fresh-born baby at the wall, that thing's dead. Yeah, but it's like, there wasn't... 2011 was not the most... Uh, uh, the most PC time at all. Like, not at all. We didn't even have gay marriage in America yet. Yeah, but like, 20, 2006 by comparison, it's just... It's just odd, I guess. And I, I forget... I was just. I mean, that's like middle school me and high school me, though. Like that, it's a difference. But like in my brain, like in me growing up, it wasn't that huge of a difference because a lot of the phrasing would still stick with you. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't know about Wandering Sun until years after it came out. Mm -hmm. And it's and it was hard to find an anime that dealt with LGBTQ um, IA plus topics like that at all that weren't just, you know, uh, a romance that was written like about two gay men that was written by a woman or something like that or a Yuri. Like mm-hmm. there was nothing out there. Um, like something comparable, like was a really good anime was princess jellyfish but princess jellyfish also dealt with like cross-dressing not as a means of relieving uh gender dysphoria or anything like that but just as like a hobby but at the same time it it like demystified like wearing uh women's clothing as someone who was uh identified as a male at birth you know yeah, well, Kuranosuke, that's from Princess Jellyfish, is a very complicated character because they, you know, the, their whole backstory with their mom and all that. And yeah. the only reason they, they, the reason why they dress that way. So, that, that's. I mean, it was, it was that, but it was also like a genuine interest in that stuff. Like, that was something Kuranosuke shared with his mom. He didn't just dress like that just because his mom you know, dressed like that. It was something that they bonded over because she didn't, like, hib- you know, she didn't hinder him from dressing that way. Yeah, uh, it was it's... just something that they shared. It's kind of like, you don't like puzzles because you, and your you don't like puzzles just because your mom liked puzzles. You might have shared that thing with your mom, you know? And it reminds you of your mom because you shared that thing. I mean, I, but my point, my, my point is to... Cur- I, I literally just read a good chunk of Princess Jellyfish about a month ago, so I'm surprised I even remembered his name. I but, haven't I haven't watched it in forever. Mm. I need to read it. It's I mean, well, I was about to say it's pretty good, but obviously it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. It's, it's pretty- actually an anime I got my mom to watch. Wow, and your mom And she sucks. enthusiastically wanted to watch it. She was like, let's watch more jellyfish. More jellyfish. More jellyfish. Well, and that's a thing. That's a thing I want to bring it back to Wandering Sun. Media like this is so important because if people can like sit and, and watch people just have lives, not like necessarily marred by like, uh, sex or violence and stuff like that these are just kids living their lives dealing with their problems but putting this on the screen you know 
and putting this out there to like a mainstream audience demystifies as trans people, you know? Well, Crunchyroll said no more mainstream audience and took it off of yeah. their platform. Yeah, and the freaking, uh, in the, I don't know when they took it off, but let's pretend they took it off this month. Um, Pride Month, Crunchyroll. Yeah, Crunchyroll, why did you do this? Uh, they actually took Everybody it off. Everybody boo Crunchyroll. Well, I mean, let's boo Crunchyroll for more than just this, but I think they, they took it off um last year. Damn, during Pride Month last year. I, I'm just keeping up with that narrative. I mean, if you want to just go off on Crunchyroll and make them seem as the bad guy, I have no problem with that. Come on, I, Crunchyroll. Where's Wandering Sun? Put it back on. Yeah, cr- yeah, Crunchyroll. <laughs> you got that. It you was got that. Wandering Sun. You got that Sony money now. Why don't you? Why don't you got every single anime ever? Hi, Dad. What's that? Would you take off an anime? That's the question. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's like a reason, maybe. Probably licensing reasons. Yeah, it's like the reason why Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood got taken off of um got taken off at one point, then immediately returned because what kind of streaming platform are you if you don't have Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? I mean my every single fucking <laughs> every freaking heckin' uh platform has Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I mean, I can play Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood on a smart toilet with, like, on, like, Tubi if I, I wanted to. I can watch to. it on a pregnancy test. I can watch, I can watch, I can go to the doctor's <laughs> office and then while they're, while they're giving me an enema or a, a colonoscopy, I can stream Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood on that TV. And, like, a little, like, they have that stream where they show you, like, what's inside of your booty, uh, but, like, in a tiny window in the corner is Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> Oh man, that that sounds like what. That's the future. Uh, that's the future liberals want. That's what <laughs> yes, the people of. Uh, that's what the people of Mal want. Since you can't get Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood can't ever leave its number one spot on my anime yeah. list. I'm gonna talk about this in every single episode. I don't. I don't even dislike Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I just think it's ridiculous. What do you think a worse anime would be to be in uh, the first slot, though? You really, you really want my hundred percent honesty. What if it was actually number one would make me angry, like make me upset? Yeah. Uh, f- well, for a while, for at one point, full uh, Attack on Titan, the final season, part one, was number one, like for a second, and I was mad <laughs> because uh, I, I like want a, a hot hot take. I want a hot hot take. That is a hot take. The Attack on Titan fans are already mad. You know what mine is? What? Cowboy Bebop. Oh, that's a spicy take. It's a spicy take, baby. Yeah. I did not like Cowboy Bebop. It's okay. It is not the best anime ever made. You know it's what? Boring. I, I, I'm. I don't like Cowboy Bebop that much either. But this. Everybody I, stopped listening right now. The Cowboy you're, Bebop fans are. You're a fan. <laughs> every every motherfucker that calls themselves an anime fan has to be like, oh yes, Cowboy Bebop is the best anime that has ever been made. Well. It's like a, a we're, we got the we got the uh, we got the hot takes here. We're telling you the truth. They pulled the wool over your eyes. Cowboy Bebop doesn't exist. That's, wow. Uh, <laughs> well, let me put an asterisk next to this. I don't think I don't like Cowboy Bebop. I get where you're coming from. I get why you like it, but yeah. I I think that I don't think it's worth making an entire cornerstone of your personality. But that's just me. 
I think it is, um, I'm sorry, I'm having, I'm like tangled up in cords. I think it is a little bit overrated. Ooh, that being said, I do think it's better than a lot of anime, but there are a lot of anime out there. I'm, I I mean, not to just take it completely off topic, but I was curious where Cowboy Bebop stood on the Mal list. It's number 37. See, look at that. It is. Actu- that sounds accurate. It is currently sitting at like a million and six hundred thousand users, and it's right above uh, the second season of Rakugo Shinjo at thirty-eight. Son of a bitch! What we happened? We gotta. We no, no, no. <laughs> it is not better than Rakugo Shinjo. I mean, the people have spoken. They said that. Cal I don't Lugiba. even know if your listeners know about Rakugo or my fervent love for it. If you haven't watched the Rakugo, like, this is not the name of the anime, but if you haven't watched the Rakugo anime, go look up Rakugo anime. It'll pop up. It's got a long name. Rakugo, uh, Shinju. uh, It's Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinjo. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Sugaroku Futatabihin. That's it's a really good anime, and it needs to be watched, and the opener slaps. Well, speaking of really good anime and kind of veering this uh, back on to topic and outside of just talking Wandering about how... Cra- well, I was going to say, I, I did kind of put you to task and say, like, did you have any other, um, any sort of other LGBTQIA, like, anime, manga that you really, really enjoyed just out of curiosity that could kind of link to Wandering Sun? Um, I think a really good manga worth checking out is... um. My uh, oh my goodness! I think my it's brother's my husband. husband. Yeah. My brother's husband. Yeah. There you go. My brother's there you husband go. There you is go. really good. It circulates around um a family that is formed of uh the main character and his daughter uh after his twin brother had passed away. His twin brother, who had lived in Canada for like most of his adult life, mm-hmm. uh, his twin brother's husband comes to the funeral mm-hmm. in Japan and uh it's about him c- overcoming his uh homophobia and realizing like uh some of the things he thought were wrong as he uh comes to relate to his brother's husband during this hard time of grief oh. and it's a, it's another wonderful story about humanizing people in the LGBTQIA uh, plus community. It's a really good story. Why'd you have to put also, the pl- why'd you have to just dog on me, put the plus at there like get out of here, you stupid you stupid gay phobe. Yeah yeah I meant put- I don't I don't, it's the plus. I, I honestly the- usually say LGBTQ plus I I am very scared that that is not what I am supposed to say, so I always say that. I forget that I did the I plus mean, includes the IA, but the IA is important to say. Okay. IA standing for intersex and asexual and aromantic. Um, but for other media, I, I don't know if you talked about this. Um, I think you we talked about this a couple years ago or maybe a year ago. But uh, what is it? Like uh, One Night Hot Spring is a game. Should bring it up every year. It's a wonderful game. Oh, it's yeah. It's a short little game. And it's... Immaculate. I love it so much. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely, a year of springs is is pretty is pretty wicked awesome. Especially if you are, 
if you're any sort of like if you are dating a trans person or anything of that sort too and kind of um that it's good it's good stuff it's uh, good for anybody but especially uh for like understanding like for me it it was a video game that like encapsulated the experience a little too close uh to like real life because it honestly made me so uncomfortable but in like a good way you know like it's mm-hmm. an honest unabashed take on it mm. do you do you have any uh suggestions yourself what about uh one that you mentioned earlier which was uh i think i think our son is gay oh i oh that one that one's pretty good pretty mm-hmm. good stuff and i think you also recommended to me uh boys run the riot Oh yeah, Boys Are on the Ride is excellent. That um, Can you talk about that a little bit more. Well, I've only read the first volume. I mean, I haven't. Uh, I haven't finished the first volume. Why haven't you? Uh, because I was reading it when I was sleepy. So just my recommendations don't matter. Okay, yeah, got it. Oh, no, I immediately started reading. No, it. it's good. It's just fine. Well, well, it is really good. It's uh, Boys Run the Riot is about a young trans guy and a classmate that start up a clothing brand. Yeah, I I mean that's that's a pretty good one. Uh the one that I was on a big kick for that's it's it's not it's not like exactly trans it's a uh, Sasaki and Miyano, but that one is a little bit of a I don't know, you know, it's kind of what you were saying earlier about the gay stories written by women. Yeah, I mean, which which isn't necessarily a bad thing, so long as they're done tastefully. Like, um, Given was a really good show. Uh, we should have talked about Given. Yeah, Given. I I feel like everybody knows about Given though. Given's an excellent show. Given is Ana- excellent. Another show that's not necessarily uh gay, but <laughs> the. English dub has really pushed for it to lean that way. Is it skate? It's skate the infinity. Is it skate? Oh my gosh! Yeah, skate the infinity. Literally, most of most of the dubbing cast is part of the LGBT community, and so they they really push for at least acceptance in that. Uh, it's not necessarily like changing characters and stuff, but they're very open for alluding that stuff, and just just adding like a little things like including mentioning non-binary people is such an important thing that the dub has done that dub is excellent i love it with all my heart hell i know japanese people who watch the english dub because they liked it so much oh yes like um my my friend uh her mom uh decided out of the two and her mom is uh fluent in english and japanese uh and her mom decided out of the two, she wanted to watch the English dub. And so they had to go out of their way to watch the English dub. Yeah, they really they really needed to hear all about those bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes. Honestly, it's a really good anime. It's really fun. It's a fun one. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like, you know, it doesn't have to be outright sometimes. It's just sometimes you just got to get an anime that just makes you feel good. All right. Well, speaking of an anime that makes us feel makes us feel good, I'm gonna steer us back to one uh, Wandering Sun. Wandering Sun made me cry. Wandering Sun made me sad. Made me very sad. I, made, me, made me cry big boohoo tears. Well, we've been talking. We've been talking. You've been kind of leaning more towards the story of the actual uh, of Shu, Shuichi, 
but at the same time, there's that weird drama that goes on with Sayori and uh, Takasa- uh, Takatsuki, where it's, I confess to him, but or confess to them, and they didn't say anything back. It was like, well, I like them first. That, that awkward, that, that, that. Oh, when yeah. it started off as middle school drama, drama, drama. And I was just sitting there saying, when are you, why? I don't, this is weird. I mean. Well, I know they're in middle school and I I do think it's middle schoolers written solidly where they just talk about, well, she likes him and, and they go, well, well, I know I don't. I don't like anyone. Anyone, I confess to T- Nitori, and they they said no, and I was just thinking like I I live for this middle school drama, but at the same time I hate it. Yeah, you're just like you're all so stupid, and at the same time be stupider. Yeah, and please feed my feed 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 my need for the drama. I I mean I I I like I like melodrama. I just I just. Hated. I just didn't didn't like Chiba, and honestly, I've got like my brain kind of has that that sort of muddling, where if I see too many see too many S's and cheat uh, S's and C's congregating together, I literally confused the thought when they were talking about Chiba. They were talking about the girl who just did whatever she wanted, the best girl in the show. And they would talk about Chi, and then I thought they were talking about, you know, Saori, who was uh, kind of, I didn't really like her. Mm, yeah. You know, Saori, the the girl yeah. who was like, I like Nitori, and literally <laughs> had that homework. She's like, I'm going to pray for you, and then prayed for him. And I said, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm not. Breaking news. I, I just had a thought. What? Um, a good a good thing that I that needs to be talked about regarding this subject is uh uh now the entire anime does not focus around this subject matter, but it is uh the plot point of a couple of characters. Uh but it is um uh Hecking Christ, I forgot the name of the anime. The one about tennis. Uh, Stars Align. Stars a freaking line. When are we getting the OVA slash movie for that? Uh, never. <sighs> but that one also deals with uh, gender identity and such within a couple of characters. Well, like one character. Well, actually two characters. There is a trans man in it. Stars Align, uh, Stars Align just made a statement and then just was like, "I'm super dark. I'm super." <laughs> it it ended. Uh, it literally okay. Stars Align came out and was like, "Yeah, we're a we're a middle school tennis sports anime." You know, sometimes people have family trauma. Sometimes they have a lot of family trauma. In I'm fact, gonna murder my this dad. Is a, in fact, uh, we're going to end on a cliffhanger that has a small child wielding a knife in preparation for possibly killing their father. And you're just like, oh. Really good anime. Really good anime. So good. But whoo-wee, was I not prepared. Stars Align came out when I first got back into seasonals. And I said, Japan, this is, this is too much. 
I, was, I ate it up. It's it's oh, it's a ride for sure. Oh yeah, but it also it also again fly back to the topic. It does touch on LGBTQ plus topics, mm-hmm. and I think it's worth mentioning that because like a lot of anime get uh, you know looked over for that sort of stuff. I mean, it's it, it is interesting that you bring up Stars Align because I thought that Stars Align when I first saw it was going to kind of do that thing that some sports anime lean into where it's look at those boys being so close and friendly and also you can imagine them gay if you want nobody's stopping you yeah like um a lot of sports anime uh tend to bring in two audiences they tend to bring in uh young boys who like sports and then also uh, young uh and well, not young, but like girls in general who uh, like, uh, you know, shipping male and male. They romances. like guy on guy. Yeah, yeah, like they like they like uh, BL and such. You get the which, best of both worlds. Yeah, but it's like, um, and to be fair, in Japan, a lot, a lot of sales from uh, anime merches from women who are into such things. So. Like, if you can make an anime lean towards that, but not necessarily be that, you aren't going to isolate one audience and you're going to bring in another audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's queer baiting, definitely queer baiting. Um, but I mean, it just happens. But no, Stars Aligned, I also thought it might do that, but it literally is LGBT uh, plus friendly. And I was like, wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. But it's like not even in it's it's not in like uh romance way. It's it's in a very much like oh, this is trauma. Mm-hmm. It's it's about childhood trauma. It's mm-hmm. really good. I mean that's that's kind of what even wandering wandering sun leans uh leans into at least towards the end about the trauma of of you know or not even like you know actual trauma but accepting that your body is changing and how that kind of affects uh, that affects Shuichi and her feelings. And I kind of, we talked about how that this anime made us sad. That ending note, you know, I am not, uh, I've never considered myself someone who has to have a hard ending for, an, uh, for any sort of story because I personally always thought that a story should be a snapshot of a life. You, I don't want, I don't want the entire era of a person's uh, identity and yeah. so I kind of think that Shuichi getting her her last little high note of, oh, I'm changing, but I'll figure something out, and then stepping out on stage, loved it. Made me very sad. Yes, it was, that's the thing, is that uh, coming to terms with the things that you cannot change about yourself, but deciding that, you know, you're going to, like, get through it is, what, it is such a good note, but it's also gut-wrenching in the fact that, you know, you have this realization that there's nothing Shu can do about it mm-hmm. and but the fact that she decided to persevere means that she's going to live mhm and that's the most important thing for her yeah and that's like that's the scariest thing when you're a trans person watching media like this is you're always worried about what the outcome's going to be for this person because a lot of times it's not great mhm but the fact that she had that acceptance was so validating. It's not like she got everything that she ever wanted all right then, you know? Right. 
It wasn't like a fairy tale. It was real life. Like, she is going to have to deal with this, but and she's okay with that, which was immaculate for me. I loved seeing that. It was such a good move. Right. And that's that's kind of, you know, that is kind of the story, isn't it? You don't become who you want to be instantly overnight. You you don't you don't just decide this is who I am and it doesn't just fall into your lap so perfectly. But and and that was kind of earlier when her relationship started with Anna, it became kind of you can learn from this person. I can work to be who I want to be, but that's not a guarantee that it's going to work that my body won't work against me in that manner you know my natural capabilities can't I can't just ignore them which I feel like you know is a positive message regardless is that it it isn't just that you are failing you can overcome whatever is in your way regardless of if it is your own self like your body and I, I like that message yeah yeah I agree it's a it's a really good one it's a good it anime. Made me, it made me boohoo. It made me boohoo too. I was all, it didn't make me boohoo. It made me go, I'm sad now. It, it didn't uh, it it made me happy sad. Bittersweet. That's what the, that's what that's called. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> not happy. I was happy sad. Yeah. <laughs> it, it I definitely like a lot of things that have to deal with transmedia uh in very it gets a little too real because sometimes, honestly, you can tune out the fact that you're trans in your transition. Mm-hmm. But uh, sometimes, like, you can be reminded of the gravity of your situation and you're just like, oh, fuck, yeah. This, this is, oh, yeah, relatable. Because <laughs> stuff like this makes you, like, reevaluate, like, your situation. You're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that um, it's not being pushed under the rug is something that's... Well, Crunchyroll said that they were pushing it under the rug. Yeah, Crunchyroll did. Fuck. (laughs) Crunchyroll said, what Pride Month? (laughs) (laughs) No, but like... uh, No, that's... You've established it. That's that's canon now. It shouldn't... It's canon. It's canon. They did it during Pride Month. I'm sure of it. Yeah, you've established that Crunchyroll is... Otherwise, Crunchyroll. Yep. But, uh... It's just like, it shouldn't be monumental, but the fact that there are shows out there that are starting to like not push us under the rug is monumental. Again, it shouldn't be because it should just be like anything else, you know, mm-hmm. like, but it's not. And every little bit we get is super important. Right. And I'm grateful for, for all of it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, this anime, Wandering Sun, really does have fun, not fun characters, but characters that are, they feel like they're living in a little bit of piece of reality, which is what all you can really hope for in these kind of stories is that they don't become, um, they don't become just leaning into stereotypes because I think Shuichi, she's a very, um, she's a very uh, relatable character, even as just somebody who may not be going through an experience you're familiar with we all know someone like her who is just i like this thing or i am this thing and i don't want to talk about it and i'm scared to do it and we all know someone we all have a chizuru in our life a best girl in our life who is just full of full of life and celebrates what she wants to be and then we all have a we all have a doi somewhere 
which is is nice. I like that when anime don't make caricatures of characters and just yeah. have this is like, bad guy. Yeah, no character is necessarily like an evil character in this anime, and I think that's good. Like there are characters that have major flaws, and that's true in real life. Like me, I have been. It is. It is honestly so hard because I've been bombarded with like uh, people who would rather see me as like a novelty object rather than a person. Like I'm constantly have like people in my DMs that are just interested in the fact that my genitalia doesn't match up with my presentation. Like they're just interested in in that in that word trans that's like there. You know, I I have people who on their profiles say that they are straight and they come to me they're like ooh exotic ooh that's that's that hurts me you know it didn't hurt me this anime this anime hurt me in good ways it hurt me in the good way this is really i i i recommend it i recommend this anime well if you if you were such a big fan of this this podcast you know that at the end we do scores I'm not, I, I, I ain't giving it a score just yet. I'm just saying, I recommend it. Well, I'm just saying, I'm about to, I'm about to. I recommend it one out of a thousand. I'm about to close this, this (laughs) podcast up and I'm about to give a score for this. Um, about to put a button on it? I'm about to put a bow on this. I'm not putting a button, I'm putting a bow. Ooh, what kind of bow? Is it like one of those big poofy bows that has like all of the different like little loops that you get on a present? No, it's more of a, it's more of like a nice little bow that you t- tied yourself with some ribbon. You know, it's not, it doesn't look that great. I mean, mm. you've seen me wrap a present. It, it's never going to look good. But uh, anyways, yeah. so I am not, I've realized through my time of exploring anime that I like slice of life, but I do not like slow slice of life. And this is kind of a slow slice of life, but is it bad absolutely not it is fun it it is fun in ways that you get to see new things you get to see the middle middle schoolers being dramatic but at the same time you also get a nice little message and a nice little exploration of something you may not really see you know as a common anime topic you know the like you know lgbtqia plus apparently like i put the plus there i'm not saying that bitterly <laughs> that sounded bitter but but like you gotta like you get to see a new avenue to explore as far as storytelling goes and that's really something i appreciate because uh, not that anime blurs itself together but sometimes anime blurs itself together and this was a really unique experience and it had a lot of characters that i really liked and i really hope that uh i would read the manga for this but i am sure that it is uh either not in print in america is it did you did research um I am uncertain if it's in print in America. I know that the uh, the DVD release mm-hmm. was never localized, so that it's very hard to get the 11th and 10th episode. Oh boy, it was published in America, but oh boy, is it really out of print. That makes sense. I've also heard that the anime and the manga are, you know, some the manga has problems and the anime have problems separately from each other. Well, I but mean, I think it's worth looking for both. I mean, I'm just and you're gonna have to look. Just, just, just read it online. Good golly, the eBay price for the third volume is uh pretty insane, according to this How much one. Is it three hundred dollars. 
Yeah, no, that's a Sega. That's a Hello Kitty Sega Dreamcast. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, are you my competitor in the Hello Kitty Sega Dreamcast? Because I also saw that, and I was kind of one. I want a Sega. Which Saturn. one? Do you want the blue one or the or the pink one? I want the pink one. I want the blue one. Oh well, then I guess we're not rivals at all in this. We're not rivals at all. We're just comrades. I want a Sega side in there, just so I can play Magic Knight Ray Arth. Uh, anyways, getting back to my review before I got distracted. It's a nice <laughs> anime. It's nice. It's it's good. It's really it's really good. It's very good, some might even say. And that is why, at the end, I give it a very good, a 8 out of 10, and I recommend it. Because sometimes anime can be bad, and I'll still recommend it, because you need, to, you need to have a little bit of suffering to build your character. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. For me, I think this anime gets really real sometimes, and if that's not something, like if you're a trans person listening and uh, you aren't ready to like revisit some realness, maybe, maybe like watch this one when it's a good day for you. But I feel like as a general audience, this is a very important anime for trans people, for anybody who has felt different growing up, and I feel like. Uh, it may have had some slow beats, but I feel like it's a really good, really good one if you can stick it through and slog it out. Because the overall story, the uh, storyboarding in it was really good. It's just fantastic. I think I also would give it about an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend this. I think it's a must watch in this hour month of the Pride. It is a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an approved gay-name. It's, it's approved and a gay. It has some gay in it. It's, I mean, a little bit of gay. But, I mean, that's cool. Uh, I'm glad that we could talk about this because, uh, not, not that, like, obviously that we gay bait here. That's all a joke. That was all for funny and giggles. But Audrey and I always have our obligatory, uh, obligatory episode like this. And since Audrey's currently on her quest for redemption or her training, her training montage, I don't know what she's doing right now. Uh, it's nice to still have this anime and cover a topic like this. So thank you for joining me. Yeah, no problem. You know, I'm always willing to come and, and talk about the anime. Are you? Yeah. Are you? Because I remember somebody yeah. binging like Kogios like the day before. I had already watched it. I was doing a refresher. Oh, okay. 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 And if you'll remember, I had some really good thoughts about that anime. Yeah. Were yeah. those thoughts? I had a, just a really terrible microphone. Mm. You ever just get the micro the <laughs> microphone where they're talking through a toilet paper roll? That's that's. A- Listen, folks, always remember to check what microphone you are using in your recording programs. That's all I gotta say because sometimes your webcam has a microphone too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you again for for joining me. Um, go ahead and plug your stuff. Yeah, again, I am a sinful scientist on basically all platforms. Um, you can find me a uh, sinful scientist at uh, Twitch TV. Uh, I sh- I stream like Skyward Sword, Echo the Dolphin, and drawings and stuff. And you can also find me on Twitter at at sinful science. Uh, sinful scientist was taken, but the name should still be the same. 
uh yeah feel free to like you know come and drop a dm check out a stream anything you know i'm i'm a real open person well this is the part where uh we close out and we'll be fading off in the distance as hopefully audrey's voice mm-hmm. plays over us and mm-hmm. it'll it'll just we'll just be fading out right now you've already fading faded out. Away, fading away it's all gone audrey's already gone Thank you for listening to this episode of the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. You can go to our website at otakumelancholy.com to see all our past, present, and future episodes, as well as get links to all our social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also join the Discord to continue the conversation. And if you like this podcast, the best thing you can do to support it is to share it with your friends, family, coworkers, strangers on the bus, people who owe you money, and just everyone else you may meet in your week. Thank you once again for listening. Gambate. I'm